Here we go. Hello and welcome into the Session 109 podcast. Matthew, you're here with me. Mix is here with me. Bob Juan is right there. Toby's here somewhere. And we are here to talk about a lovely 2-0 win for the boys in blue. Oh, what a what a great what a great match! I almost forgot it was Albion who we played. I was going to say who it was against, <laughs> and I forgot because they don't matter. Um, first of all, Matthew, how are you feeling after that game? Uh, or do you mean like how my voice is doing, which is like surprisingly well, uh, or like how much sleep I've gotten, which was surprisingly enough, or or like how I feel about the how the team played? Um, so I'll just answer the first two of those. My voice is a little rough, not terrible. Um, I definitely did not get enough sleep. And, um, but I feel great about the boys in blue. Is that how it's, uh, yeah, I had, I had Modelo curled up with me for, for most of the night, which was pretty, which was pretty fantastic. Uh, yeah, I feel pretty good. Um, uh, I thought, I didn't think we were, I didn't think we were great. Uh, I thought we were sloppy and mistake prone, especially in the first half. Uh, and, and maybe I'm, I'm like, taking a few specific plays that I remember and like drawing even bigger uh, generalities from it. Oh, also I want to mention um, as we start diving into some analysis here, we have not rewatched this game. That's Neither true. We're, of us we're, we're going straight um, on. We, I mean, just to peek behind the curtain, we had coach Randy Douglas this morning uh, that took priority. We did some research for that and also did a bunch of like prep for that. And we are like less than 24 hours after the game. We're about, 18 hours after the game, maybe. Yeah, and we've got two games coming up on Saturday. Like, we're doing it now, and otherwise it's not happening yeah, at yeah. all. Yeah, So I'm not saying, like, I have I have takes and I have thoughts, um, but this is not going to be our most... Um, usually I rewatch the game afterwards and I confirm how I'm feeling, and sometimes I'm feeling different or whatever else. I have not rewatched the game. So I, I, I thought that we were... I thought that we were decent. I thought that... Uh, you know, Albion. Albion's not a team. They don't set up like like a Flower City or a Michigan Stars. Like they they're gonna play kind of like how CFC is gonna play CFC football, no matter what. Albion wants to go play their kind of football, no matter what. And uh, what it what that does is like they're just not de- as defensively good. They they leave some gaps in midfield and and, and they don't rotate really well. And it allowed us to get into atta- the attacking third and into good attacking positions more often. And so we created three you know, decent half chances in the, uh, or quarter chances really in the first, in the first 10 minutes or so. And w- which was great to see, like creating chances at home early, not, you know, not fucking around with the game for, for a half hour. And now we didn't, we didn't you know do anything with those chances, but we, we definitely were creating them. That was a really good sign because I don't think, uh, you know, obviously Saturday with the Rochester game, we didn't actually see it. But in talking to some of the players and talking to coach at the bar after the game, you know, they can, they kind of were like, it's a lot like the first Flower City game. Like there just wasn't a lot in it either way. Uh, obviously, except for, you know, we had a couple cha- couple chances. Flower City had, had nothing the, their whole game. And we took our, our one big chance with Marcus's, uh, Marcus's goal in, in that game. In Flower City? Yeah. I don't know that it was that big a chance. It was not that big of a chance. It's a like twenty five yard curler. From or something. the description that I've heard, it was an outs- <laughs> it was an outside the box uh, curler with his right foot. Yeah. Okay. So it's not a big chance, but it scored. So we're calling it a big chance. And you know, Albion, you know, we created a lot more. Uh, 
and that was really, really nice to see because it's been it's been frankly a while since we've created a lot of a stuff and obviously with with you know the injury issues that we've had in attack like the defense has been holding up its end and allowing the offense time to figure things out and i think we saw i think we saw like noticeable progress uh against albion in 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 terms of chance creation i have a i have a actually a pretty important question for you what's up it's a goalkeeping question oh no do we have a new goalkeeper Aiden Bowers. <laughs> what a clearance off the line by that man! What an um, like is the biggest save of the game. That is the that is Albion's real save o- of the game. That is Albion's only only like big chance. Uh, that the, and, and tr- truthfully, like really the only big chance we've given up in probably in Nisa this year. Maybe so, man. I am yawning a lot. I should have, but the and, coffee from this morning is wearing off. Keep and, going. Yeah, and and you know you need you need. This is actually what I'm going to be one of my things. Like you need players to make big plays in certain moments, and you know we finally gave up a a, a really ginormous chance. I mean that is that is open goal with one defender, and it's an attacker like straight on 12 yards or whatever and the one defender reads it properly and gets he, it with his head he reads it properly he's in the right place at the right time and also like frankly like Cadono's a good player uh for albion you know played at cal united last year like, he's a decent player but like he's he's their lead the line nine and that's not his game and it's one of the reasons why you know albion i i, I still think i still believe albion's going to finish top five um uh, but i i think that the the defense and not having a true nine, like like a Marcus level nine is what's going to hold them back from being anything else. Cause like Mar- a guy like Marcus is going to take that. He's going to put it in the corner. Like he won't mess around, you know, uh, Cadono's not a true, true nine. And so like, I think when you're in moments like that, especially you're down to like, you're starting to get some attacking play going on, but this is the first time you have a true chance. And like, it's almost like a panic situation where like you really need to keep your head be calm, be collected, slot it where you want it to go. I think he was just like trying to get it on goal, anywhere on goal. It does not matter if it's straight on, corner, Shoot wherever it, it goes. Blocked. Just get it on goal before it gets blocked. And that's not a terrible way to do it. But that's the difference between Marcus and that guy. Marcus and, and, and that guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so let's rewind a little bit. Let's do the lineups. Matthew, give me the lineup. Yeah, so not not a lot of surprises. Uh, I mean, obviously, Jean-Antoine in goal, Colin Stripling at right back, Prepolita and Bowers with Joseph Perez at left back. Who? Prepolita? Prepolita, sorry. Prepolita, come um, on, buddy. Uh, Richard Dixon at the six, Alex McGrath at one of the central midfield positions. The only change from the Flower City game on the weekend was Beto Alvarenga coming in for Luis Garcia Sosa. You had one Louis out left, Mattia Mwape on the right, Marcus Nagelset at striker. Which is basically our only healthy players. Um, yeah. Which yeah. is a problem. But uh, do you have the subs? Yeah, so we made two subs the entire match. Uh, uh, Throw back to last year. Yeah. Sunny- <laughs> when we've Rod is genuine. I realize like it's not super early subs, but Rod's made a lot more subs this year, just in overall numbers. Last year, he made one to two subs a game, it felt like. Yeah, it felt like. And they were pretty late. Uh, this was... Yeah, we made late two subs. We made two subs in the 80th minute using one substitution moment, and that was it for the whole game. Uh, Sebastian Capazucci, 
uh, came on to play central defense, or I'm sorry, uh, central midfield, <laughs> defensive yeah, that's midfield. Central, it's defensive midfielder Sebastian Capozucci to you, Matthew. Yes, uh, and also Lenny Lopez came on. They replaced Juan Luis and Matai Mwape. And, uh, and we, we actually got curious. We asked right after the game because I was like, we're trying to figure it out because I saw Capozucci coming on and I'm like, back three, you know, are we going to go back three? No, it was a 4 4 slash two. back five. It was a it was a four four two with the the middle four being a box, which is fun. Four four two is very fun. We haven't played a. I don't think CFC has played a four four two since the fall of twenty nineteen. I don't know. I don't know that we have four four two with a box. I mean, yes, correct, correct. So that was the only subs. Um, we called the goalkeeper Papa Roach. His name is Ben Roach. Uh, he does not like that. And we got a wonderful moment to sing him off the field <laughs> with "We Just Scored on You," which we had just scored on him as he was walking forlornly off the field towards their um, locker room at halftime. It was it is, wonderful. It is so good. So good. Let's talk about the goals real quick. I was going to go to the same place. Uh, so first goal comes off of like, you know, we've had, we've had chances. Uh, we've not been particularly effective with them. And then like the chances sort of started drying up. Um, like we created a, a couple of big ones early and then we got into the, mo- you know, kind of that period of the, of the first half where Albion had weathered the first storm, had I'd grown in confidence. They weren't doing anything really with the ball creating a lot of stuff but they were defending a little bit better they were the definition in this game with their possession of pen- possession without penetration yeah, yeah yeah they just they had the ball quite a bit which, and more which than is we're an, norm- we normally see which is also an effective tactic like if you can keep the ball away from us for long periods of time like we can't score on you yeah we were just already up when most of their possession happened so yeah but like in, in the first half they had one of those periods where they were i think they were playing a little bit better uh but we were still able able to penetrate and i just don't think our our, our final ball or our our, our our, our attacking product in the final third was was a lot of quality from about minute 10 to uh to about minute 35 when the goal happened and uh really you know good intricate period of play uh nothing nothing too dangerous happening Beto gets the ball he's kind of in the middle of of, of center midfield probably the 25 30 yard line uh 30 yards out from goal, I mean, uh, not the actual 30-yard line. I don't know where that is. And he, he just like sends a little a little small diagonal, kind of just rotating rotating the field of play over to Alex McGrath, who is, is going to end up being one-on-one with, uh, with Albion's left back. And I, I, I watched, I've watched this goal several times now. I, I felt it in the, in the actual moment. Like, you know, Alex doesn't, Alex doesn't necessarily beat him per se, but he just does enough to like get Tyler Gabar a little bit off balance and just enough room where he can whip a ball in. And it's not a, it's not like a, it's not whipped actually by, by any, any stretch of the imagination. It's kind of like a little bit, bit of a floater ball. And there's a camera angle from, uh, near like the Coca-Cola pitch side area that has a, a really good, a really good shot of this. Uh, as as McGrath is kind of driving and trying to create the space, uh, Marcus is is in in the six yard box or on the edge of the six yard box with a couple defenders, and he just peels off because uh, he is recognizing like where the likelihood of the ball going from McGrath. He just peels off a little bit. And McGrath sends this little like kind of like looping ball, but it's like kind of a little bit of height, a little bit of trajectory, not a ton of speed on it for a cross. Uh, enough, obviously, but like not not a crazy ton, and like something that would be like legitimately hard to get enough power on to get it on frame. And 
Marcus is an exceptionally good striker. And, <laughs> and Marcus does Marcus shit. He, and Marcus does Marcus shit. And he gets enough power on it, like redirects it perfectly, like looping over the top, right into like just, you know, it's basically like upper 90, but for looping, so it has to come down a little bit, like right into the side netting. Absolutely fucking magical. Um, and we're up one nothing. And we're up one nothing. And like, that was not Marcus's best chance of the game. Like he he had he had put one just wide that was definitely a better like XG chance or whatever, but like sometimes they go in you know and and that was a huge goal for us. Uh, relieved a lot of pressure. It relieved a lot of pressure. It also made the the rest of the first half, uh, the in the last ten minutes of the first half, just real helter skelter from Albion because like it it crushed Albion's hopes and dreams, and you know just after that they coughed up one. That Marcus probably should have hit first time, uh, that he holds on to, and 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 the chance goes, chance goes begging, um, and then uh, just not not that long after, uh, maybe forty third, forty second minute, uh, McGrath is making a run into the box with the ball and gets like like arm barred over from behind, and the referee calls a dive. Which is one of the most horseshit calls I've ever seen in my life, and we've seen some horseshit calls. Like he, he calls a dive, gives a yellow card for a clear, a clear foul in the box that should be a penalty, uh, that probably should get the yellow card overturned because it's so bad, um, uh, and 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 not not two minutes, not a minute, two minutes later, uh, Albion plays something from out of, out of the back, and McGrath on the press just reads it perfectly, picks the pocket, scores, one on one with the goalkeeper scores, scores. One on one with the goalkeeper scores the second goal. And suck it referee and, and suck and it San Diego. Whistle blows halftime. Two zero. And that, that goal's a backbreaker. Yeah. Absolutely because like you're not in the game anymore. Yeah. It went from like they, they were one goal away from getting back into the game to being one goal away from maybe uh being one goal away. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was wonderful. So that's the goals. I would say let's talk about Albion's goals, but <laughs> there weren't any. Um, <laughs> you know, the second half is is a lot of possession from us. Uh, not not a lot of, like, we had some we had some interesting stuff happen on the break in, in the second half. Uh, it, and, and, like, the break has not really amounted to anything for us this year yet. Uh, and, and hopefully it will, hopefully it will with some time. But there was a lot of periods in the second half where we were just, just passing the ball around, like, seeing if they want to come challenge the center backs to, to open up some gaps and they're down two goals. And sometimes they did. And sometimes they didn't. And we're like, cool. Like, that's fine. Like we've got another game on the weekend. Like we're happy to just happy to try to save some legs here. Like not a lot of healthy bodies on this team. So, you know, the, the, you know, they, they really did a good job. And, and we were told like, you know, in the Rochester game that they also like, once they got that goal, they were, they were happy to let the second half play out, like keep possession, try to save some legs and I thought they managed the game really well on Wednesday in the second half. CFC, you mean? Yeah, correct. Yeah. And, um, and and obviously made some defensive subs to, to be a little bit secure. You had the big one moment that that Albion got, uh, and and, uh, and luckily Aiden was there to clear it off the line, preserve the no luck about it, sir. <laughs> preserve the 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 lead. That's Bru- goalkeeper Aiden Bauer to you <laughs> to preserve the two goal lead, and it, and it kind of just you know kind of just withered away like Albion would get a couple good touches like a couple good plays you know get get a chance to do something and the cross would just go begging you know there'd be nobody in the box really like it's just one of those things I thought we did a great job of managing the game 
limiting the amount of danger that could be possible. And uh, yeah, that's a good performance from, from a team that um, has been, has done a great job of like just managing games. Like, I, I don't think we're, we're anywhere close to hitting our stride. Especially uh, offense. Well, uh, offensively. offensively, I think, I think defensively, they're just gonna, it's gonna be real tough to be better. They're yeah, they're just gonna grind. They're just gonna grind you out. And I really, I really like that. Me too. Uh, I'll give you th- kind of three points. Number one, yellow cards are potentially going to be an issue. Um, Prepolitza has four, I believe. Alex McGrath also has four. Um, I think on the fifth one, you get a suspension. So both those guys are one away from suspension, I believe. Which look, it's not gonna. Br- it, we we have some depth this year that we haven't had in the past, but. You don't want a suspension for anybody um, at any time. So that's the first thing. Um, these aren't my three things. These are just uh, three things that I thought of. So that's the first two. Um, I don't remember what the third one was. <laughs> so there, there we go. Yeah, I, I just, I thought, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good performance. Actually, you no, know this is what I want to talk about. Twenty one hundred thirty eight people on a Wednesday. I think club tweeted out after or after the game or whatever it was. It was the highest attended midweek game since 2018, and now and 2018s when we made up numbers. The people, the people know what's good. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was, I thought it was a great turnout. The Definitely. energy was good. Um, it was, it was fun. Yeah, it was, it, a, was, it was real fun. It was a very, very good night, Matthew. Let's let's go straight on to these, um, to these three things. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, let's do yours. Uh, okay. Uh, so I kind of mentioned one already, but like we had seen really, so we haven't scored uh, multiple goals in a game since mid-April in San Diego against Albion. Uh, Man, that scored, was a fun trip. Where we scored five. Uh, that's our first. That's our first multi-goal game in a while, and we saw we saw actual like multiple like good chances being created. Uh, in a game, sometimes it, it's through offense. Sometimes it, it, you know, twice it was through, you know, turning somebody over high up the field and like making a move. We saw some counterattacks that were interesting, but not crazy, crazy productive. Uh, and 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 I and I think part of that is just like, you know, like Juan Luis had a good period of, of just regular football. You know, this is uh, Matias' third start in a row. Uh, granted, he only went forty-five minutes for one of them, but like. He's gone basically, you know, two full games now. Like you're starting to see the flow working a little bit better. Uh, I thought Beto had a great game in central midfield, deputizing for Luis Garcia Sosa. Uh, I thought I thought he was in the right spots, like doing all the, especially like the offensive work, keeping the ball moving, keeping being tidy. That was really really nice to see. It seems like, you know, that's that part's coming. And and hopefully on you know we get we get Maryland Bobcats on Saturday, which is a huge game huge for the game. table. And you know I, I hope that we can continue to, to to have that offense take some steps while while not losing what's made this team really really good so far, which is the defensive quality. Yeah. Uh, my second one is, and I mentioned it before, we limited Albion to only one chance, like truly one chance. Like they had a couple shots from outside the box, you know, went high straight at Gene, whatever. Uh, it's really, really hard to to win a game if you can't get quality chances. You can certainly win games without quality chances. Like you can hit a worldie, you can do all kinds of things. But like the the likelihood, the statistical likelihood of winning games without quality chances, 
is is very very low and that's that's our brand we want to limit teams uh from being able to have quality chances and we want to create quality chances is how this works and i thought we did a really good job of continuing that streak uh you know some games we 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 go without limiting we, we go without giving up a single big chance we did against albion uh, and and we were lucky that it didn't bite us, but goalkeeper Aiden Bowers had us covered, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 that's going to happen. Like that's natural. Like teams are not going to be perfect. And Albion, for for all their for all their issues defensively, and, and naivete is a good word for it. Uh, they can they can pass a they can they can make a couple passes. They've got some guys with some good in, individual skill. That if you're not if you're not up for it, if you're not you're really there. They can get out of a press and like move the ball, and and they took some chances with with their wingers leaving them super super high and wide, uh, to try to like we'll leave one body you know we'll, we'll leave one body out of the defense so that if they can win the ball and do a big switch something could potentially be on at the counter like it's not a bad game plan necessarily because no. like they're willing to take a chance on scoring a goal whereas someone like Flower City was never taking a chance. Yeah, it was the exact inverse. I, w- I will add something to that. They broke uh, dangerously. They looked dangerous at times. And the first few passes, getting out, sometimes getting into space, were, were very good. Um, but then the thing, one of the, there's two things that are special about this team defensively. Number one is we get numbers back. Yeah, we recover. And well. when, even when they got out and it looked like they were going to have some numbers, they never had numbers really. Like we always had people back. We, we scared them. We scared them enough to them second guessing going forward and as soon as they recycled we were never in danger again but sometimes they even so even sometimes they broke out and there was still it was still like a 2 on 3 or a 2 on whatever so like or 3 on 4 and so we just always had enough numbers back which is one that this team's better both individually defensively and yeah. also just in yeah. work work rate's not even quite fair but like the defensive positioning they're just back more and i don't yeah. mean just like intercepting the ball they're just Perez is literally from one end of the field to the other, right? Like Bowers and Prepolitsa seem to always be back. Dixon always was back. Um, Colin Stripling is always back, even if they're not staying back, even if they they just end up back before the danger yeah. happens. Uh, my third thing, Wednesday, when, Wednesday's game could have turned out a lot like the Savannah game. Um, but like the, the intensity was there from the start. There, like, you know, we, we, we had a couple chances early and not scoring them didn't like it didn't affect us like we just moved on we we worked with the game we looked for the gaps we there the, we we wanted to make sure there was never a doubt uh getting the first goal and then and then like having the bad call go away and not having a penalty like right there we set up in the press we turn the guy over we get the we get the second goal anyway and an, an, on another day that's the type of game where like a refereeing decision like the Savannah game can mean the difference between one point and three and good teams have to make sure that you don't put yourselves in a position to get screwed by the ref. And, and that ref was awful on, on, on Wednesday night. Like it was bad. Like that's another, that's another like marquee, like never be a center again type performance. Um, because like they they and no headsets again like these guys just can't do it, um, and I I'm I'm just guessing it's gonna be a theme this year, um, but like they don't they don't measure up, and for whatever reason like we're just gonna get we're just gonna get screwed on it from time to time, uh, 
and hopefully it's not every game, but getting the job done, putting things beyond doubt, uh, means you don't have to worry about it as much. And, and then you can just move to the managing the game, managing the referee, not doing anything stupid, keeping your head and move on to the next one. And that's what we did. Beautiful. Defense. My first point is defense have been, has been real, real good. And the sheets are clean. We've allowed one goal in knee supply. It was a penalty, a dubious penalty, let's call it. Dubious is a nice way of putting it. <laughs> so Travis we, are, we are simply not allowing big chances. Yeah. I mean, this might have been the biggest chance of the season in Nisa play. Yeah. And yeah, that's just very, very, very good. Um, the offense is decimated by injuries currently. Yeah. That being said, I don't think it's I don't think it's particularly inept. It's just we're grinding out games offensively, mm-hmm. and we are dominating games defensively. If that makes sense, yeah. and that's that's interesting. Um, and look, we had an attitude on the ball. Um, there was a, I could see a little bit of a recharge from. Um, obviously, we didn't see the Flower City game. Fuck you, Rochester. Um, but before that, we were kind of like that Savannah game. We were. Definitely dragging a little bit, I think. Yeah. And in this game, I saw an attitude on the ball, an attitude with the ball, and a little bit of a disdain for others like that might be pressing you or might be going. So like, I liked the the intensity. I liked the attitude. I liked the vibe with the ball. It didn't always come off, but I, I saw some of the right. Because last year, uh, we got more and more confident as the season went on. And this year, I think I'm starting to see that a little bit. We're getting more confident. It's, it's not all stitched together yet. It's yeah. still got some, some whatevers. But we are... It, we add a little bit of that pep to our step back with the ball, and that's good. And that's you know, good players make plays, and that's how we got our two goals. Um, and we're going to be just real hard to beat if the defense doesn't allow a goal. It's hard to lose yeah. a game if you don't allow a goal. Absolutely. And that's my three things: attitude with the ball, offense decimated by injuries, and uh, defense being real good and the sheets being clean. So, Matthew, I think this was a much um, quicker review in part because there wasn't a lot in this game that was super interesting. I don't think. Um, I will say. We are going to be the depth of the team will be tested. It's already being tested with the injuries, but it's going to be tested if and when we get the inevitable yellow card suspension. And, you know, players are going to have to step up. Yeah. I mean, you look at Colin Stripling, who's now the starter, but Jung Woo So played a lot of minutes to start out the season. That's, you know, a, a backup bench player, in, I guess, in Jung Woo So stepping up and, and doing really well. Beto and Luis and their alternation has already been huge this season. Yep. Um, the wingers have been alternating all season, and then Lenny and, getting and, yeah, sporadic and, and minutes. Now, and now we have two wingers right now. Uh, you know, Fabian's the next winger up. As an academy player, yeah. Right. So this is a very interesting time. Um, Sebastian Capozucci starting to get some minutes here and there. Like, we're down to kind of a thin roster right now, and hopefully we will get some players back um, as, as some time goes on with, with injuries and whatever else, but it's something to keep an eye on and also something to just know that we're – we're thin, and if you if you watch, we, we are we are. If you see a player playing poorly, and you see them starting over and over, and I'm not saying this is currently happening, but like we could see over the next six or eight games, a player play poorly, and there might not be a backup to start in their place. You just gotta you just gotta roll with it, let them grow, like let them figure it out, and let them play through it. And, and honestly, like you know, really really good teams, championship teams, grind. Like it's not always sunshine and rainbows, and. I think maybe the, the first couple of games, like we thought like, oh shit, like this team's just going to play champagne football and like do this thing. Championship teams grind and, and, and hopefully we get some players back and we're able to, to get back to the place where we can grind games on defensive side and play a little champagne football on the offensive side and really like be creative and break teams down. But like the goal is to win games. We're and, currently doing that. And we're currently doing it grinding. 
and I don't see the grind really stopping. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's a good place to leave this. Matthew, thanks for joining me. Listeners, thanks for listening. I'll catch up with you soon.